Straight up. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Show me the money! I need to feel you, Jerry! Show me the money! Jerry, you better yell! Show me the money! We like, like the juice, juice huh? Yeah. Juice is good. Very good. So good. Cashing Out Podcast. I'm Scotty Vegas with Anthony Rothman and Moneyline Mark. Guys, I got some good news to tell you before we get into our Masters draft. I have a little bit of money tonight on UConn because of a nice little NBA parlay that uh, that Mark Bleaks, Moneyline Mark, helped me work through last night. I was I was stressing out, but the Cavs ended up coming through for me at the end. And so I got a little money for the UConn uh, San Diego State National Championship it's Outstanding tonight. because you're on the right side. That's for sure. You got to feel almost overly confident in a weird way against San Diego State. UConn comes at you in so many ways. They just seem like an unstoppable force. And the weird thing about UConn this year for me is that even though they were a they're a four seed, correct? Four, yeah. Like they're one of the more under the radar teams because of the bracket they came out of. You know, with UCLA and Gonzaga and Kansas. Now they didn't have to play Kansas; they took Gonzaga apart. But a lot of people thought maybe they'd, they'd run into Kansas in that Elite Eight, and they never had to. So that was good for them. But no one's been able to play with them. And 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 you look at San Diego State. Now the one thing you would say about San Diego State is that they can play physical, they can play tough, and UConn's been kind of abusing people inside. And uh, but you got to feel really good about UConn. I, I, I almost—it's almost weird now that it feels almost too good to be true. And, yeah. You know, it is only one game, but but you can't think about that. If, if you had one side to pick, you're definitely on the overwhelming favorite. So I like the fact you've got them on the money line tonight. Yeah, money line. Yeah. There you're good to go. Mark, would you uh, try and window my bet mm-hmm. here and take San Diego State plus seven and a half now, or should I just let it ride and hope to win on the, the original bet in the money line? I probably would just to be safe. I mean, you just don't know what could happen. It's it's just been so up in the air the whole tournament. It, you just never know. So I'd probably play it safe. Here's why I would argue betting San Diego pre-flop is that you'd have to then be admitting that San Diego State will never have a lead tonight. I'm sorry, that that UConn would never have a lead tonight. Like, meaning that you'll never get a window. Of course you're going to get a window. Now, will you get a seven-point window? I don't know. But I'm going to go on the assumption, the way UConn's played this tournament, that if they go up, you know, 25-17 – that window becomes 10 points or At eight least. and a half, nine. The window opens bigger than it is pre-tip. Yeah. So if you don't want to bet it, if you wanted to bet it at tip, that means you're admitting to yourself that you think this game is going to be a seven-point game most of the way. That'll never be inside of that. And uh, I don't see that. I see UConn you know, potentially getting that thing to double digits at some point. I do too. I kind of, I feel like I'm on the right side with, with the team that's going to win. It's do I want to give up some of that capital uh, just to risk it with, but although I will say I was almost positive that Alabama was going to beat San Diego state and they didn't and lost. So kind of a similar situation where I'm going into the game thinking, eh, I don't need to hedge. I don't need to take the plus points. And in that one, it screwed me. Well, and here I'll give you a couple examples. So it would screw you in that if you thought about this in the Florida Atlantic game, when Florida Atlantic went up 14, a lot of people said, 
you know, I got to have San Diego State the points, and you would have won. Not only would you have, you would have needed that because you would have had the hedge bet would have won if you bet San Diego State in game against Florida Atlantic when they were down big, getting whatever they were getting. Where it wouldn't have worked for you is if you would have taken Miami in the points at halftime against UConn. Correct. Because they were down 13. Now, what were they getting in half? I don't know. Yeah. Um, but it had to be somewhere in that vicinity, right? 11 and a half, 12, somewhere in there, thinking that maybe they'd keep it a game. Although maybe, I don't know, maybe Vegas had it more than the spread at half. Maybe Miami was getting 14 and a half at halftime. I don't know. But they wound up getting, they wound up losing by, what, what did they lose 13, by? 13, I think, yeah. So that would have been a very dicey bet to make if you weren't getting the amount of points you needed with Miami. So um, it's twofold. I do think my last comment on this would be that San Diego State, I don't know if they have the offensive firepower if they get down 12 and now all of a sudden they're getting 11.5 or 12.5 points. You bet it live to get a bigger window, but you're already down that many points. So the window only matches what they're down. It doesn't create a right. bigger one. Yes, yeah. I, I 100% agree. And I, you know what? Though, I'm going to go into it thinking I'm on the right side tonight. And if it gets dicey, then I will then I will attack. But, Mark, you walked me through this whole NBA prop bet last night because I was freaking out, right? I'm like, oh, this isn't going to come through. And it ended up coming through. You do this on a nightly basis with the NBA. Oh yeah, I've I've had some heartbreakers this year where I lost, you know, seven leg parlays. I lose one by one leg. Um, it could even be one three pointer, things like that. I just had one of those the other night. So it's, you know, it could go either way. But as long as you win one or two a week, it covers you for almost the whole month because the payout's so large on those six seven uh, game parlays. Well, and that's that's you got to have enough riding to make it matter. I agree with you. I have. I almost swore off betting the NBA last week because there were games that I thought would be locks that weren't teams that were like teams that had won six, seven games on the road all year were like putting teams in a tough spot. So, and then look at the game that I know Milwaukee had played five games in seven days, but that Miami Bo- or Milwaukee Boston game was built as like this heavyweight battle and they lose by 41. So yeah. um, I NBA, I found to be more tricky lately. I don't know why, but uh, the Cavs were so, <clears throat> so good at home, right? They have one of the best records at home this year. And the other night they lost on their home court, um, a game they could have rescued in the fourth quarter and didn't. I'm almost thinking you guys would know who they played. I can't remember quite. It was a game that I yeah. know they should have won. Was it against the Knicks? Uh, the Knicks? Yeah, the Knicks. And they wound up losing by 14. So, it's one of those things I thought with Julius Randle not playing, Cavs at home, 30-8 and eight on their home floor, and they lose that game. And I wasn't even laying the three and a half. Mm-hmm. It was just money line. And yeah. So Well, what I liked, Anthony, was I did player props on guys just yeah. to score a number of mm-hmm. points. rather than, And I did throw in the Cavs to win the game last night, and that came through. Uh, but and, all right, let's let's move on yeah. though. This is Masters Week. This is the big golf week of the year. One of our favorite weeks. You're going down to Augusta. Yeah. Mark has been. Uh, how many times have you been at the at the Masters, Mark? Uh, probably like ten times. Oh. Walk, I live right there, so I walked. I walked to, you know, inside of the trees or whatever two or three times when I lived down there. The sneak on end. I mean, I saw the other day you could actually buy your way in. I didn't think – so the Masters has this unwritten rule that you can never sell your tickets. And if you ever caught selling mm-hmm. your tickets – now, getting caught, how, how that would be pretty tough, right? Because if you sold them to somebody you know, that person's going to go. They're not IDing and matching your name to ticket numbers. 
It's only when they get mm-hmm. on the secondary market that they can keep an eye on them. But I just saw a mark the other day on Vivid, like that you can, if you got enough money, you can buy your way in. So why isn't the Masters policing secondary markets if technically they have a policy of you can't resell your tickets? I think they just have so many other things on their on their <laughs> mind. They don't even they just let it go. It's almost like a, you know, golf supposedly a gentleman's game. I think it they kind of just go on the honor system for that is my guess. They, right. they definitely do things, yeah. you know, old school ways. But you know the way to sneak on. Is, is that what yeah, I'm hearing? No, he's not sneaking well, on. When my when my wife, uh, she used to uh, waitress tables down there, and every year they would give her just free badges every year. That's she would randomly. It's not difficult to get when you live there, the badges. But oh, okay. Outside of Augusta, it's a little bit more challenging. Jeez. Hmm. I'll tell you, man. Maybe, I, I maybe we sign up for a job for a couple weeks down there. Yeah. Maybe, and go in yeah. advance. We could be. Uh, we could. We could wait some tables and hope someone gives us some free badges. <laughs> Vacation I don't think that's in Augusta in late March. If you camp, if you camp out by the entrance too, a lot of people go. Like the locals will go for like the morning, buy stuff at the gift shop, and leave early in the day and just give you their badge. You can, and then you just re-entry. Yeah, they give you, I think they give you here. two re-entries for the day. Yes. So you yep. can go and put some crap in that your car. That is a great idea. You're going down there. You might as well try and get in on Thursday with the re-entry badge. There, no, re-entry is that day. Well, I know, but you're carryover. going Wednesday. Right, you all stay, I have is a badge for Wednesday. I know, but when Thursday you camp out at the entrance oh. and get a re-entry badge. All right, we need to we need to get we need to get our draft going here uh, instead of trying to give people ways to sneak into the Masters. Uh, get arrested. <laughs> so let's do this. We're going to do five players, yep. each of us. And what are we putting on the line? Last year, I won, and you both uh, treated me to a nice round of golf and I believe a dinner afterwards. Uh, I think probably uh, the same thing. You want to do the same yeah, stakes? Absolutely. All right, I'm looking forward to another nice free round of golf. Okay, so we'll do this as I won it last year, so I will be uh, pick last. Is this total money earned by your group? This is having the winner. This is about what if none of us the have winner. the winner out of the fifteen picks. Then it's then it goes to second place and then third okay. place. So you have to have the top finisher. Okay, so you're not doing total money earned. No. Okay. No. This is having about having the winner. Um, okay, so Mark, you want to go first with the the number one overall pick? Boy, that's lucky. I'll take, I'll take Scotty Scheffler. How'd that happen? <laughs> All right. Scheffler off the board to Moneyline Mark. I'll let you go second, Scott. Oh, you want me to yeah, go second? Yeah, why not? Now I might as well just be third. All right. I'll take Rory. Give me Rory. Hmm. I think. Uh, I was surprised about that. Yeah, I know. Well, it's a little bit of a hedge because I've got money out on Rom. Oh. So I'm hedging my hedge here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. I, I'm a uh, boy. You guys did it to me, right? I mean, how can I pass on Rom, right? I mean, it doesn't even make sense. Um, so, all right, go ahead. Give me, give me Rombo. You get the the, the first pick of yeah. the second round as well. Um, I'll take. Well, this is going to be between Cam Smith and Justin Thomas for me. Um, Spieth wouldn't be a bad pick, but I just don't see him. Uh, although he he seems to get better there, but uh, I'll take Cam Smith. Okay, that's actually who I was going to go with uh, next. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with uh, give me Jordan Spieth. And it's back to Mark for two picks. 
Thank God I didn't have to take the choke artist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll take Justin Thomas. Yep. And, man, this is tough. I'll take Shoffley, please. Ooh. I like that. I hope he wins it. Yeah, Shoffley's a really good pick. He's actually right now, I'm seeing him at 25 to 1. So good value, I think, on Shoffley. Yeah. I'm going to take another guy who's 25 to 1. I'm going to take Jason Day. He has been playing really well. Yes. He's been close on a lot of opportunities, has played well. Give me Jason Day. Am I two picks now or just one? Two. I'm um, two. All right. So give me. Um, well, I'd like to take Cantlay, but he's just not played well there. I th- thought he would play well there, but he hasn't. So give me uh, Morikawa, and I'll take – boy, this is down to two guys for me. Um, it's down to Cam Young and Zalatoris, and I'll take Zalatoris. Ooh. Okay, so Cam Young has not won a single tournament on tour yet. And so you're asking him to win his yeah. first tournament, be the Masters. Yeah. I think that's a, a mm-hmm. big ask. Uh, I'm going to go with the guy who won this last week. Not on the PGA he Tour. Loves this guy. I got him at 60 to 1 yesterday. I called Anthony and I said, I have yep. a site that has Brooks Kepka at 60 to 1. I'm taking it. You can and I'm it. also taking him in the draft. Mark? Last pick. Fino? Tony Finau's still there. Oh, yeah. You can have him. Finau's up, and then you got one more pick. I'll take Dustin Johnson, please. Oh, we got three live guys off the board now. All right, my last pick? No, uh, my pick. Okay. I am going to go, boy, nobody's taking Cantlay. Yep, he's there. I like Max Homa. I was just going to say that. been playing really well. Uh, let me go Homa. I will take Max Homa. Okay. I am going to Who's take gonna be Mr. Irrelevant. Mr. Here. Irrelevant is either going to be Hideki or Hovland. And boy, I'm going to go with Hideki. Ooh, Matsu off the board. All right. So that's our five each. Moneyline Mark has Scheffler, JT, Xander, Finau, and DJ. I have Rory, Spieth, Day, Kepka, and Homa. And Anthony, you have Rom, Cam Smith, Morikawa, Zalatoris, and Matsuyama. Hopefully, Come the winner on. comes from one of those 15, especially one of the five <laughs> that I took, especially Brooks Kepka, because that would be a big payday for me. All right, that's the Cashing Out podcast for this week. Next week, we'll get into more NFL draft, and hopefully I will be uh, collecting on my free round of golf. We'll see you next week.